0: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash zero one zero zero five.
3: Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio.
1: Hey, good morning wherever you might be, right around Australia, however you might be listening. Let's get into it. Day four officially. Of the AFL Continental Tires a trade radio period. This is Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. We do it all thanks to Host Plus each and every morning. Adam Cooney, a man who once sat in a North Melbourne office, was about to sign on the dotted line after he'd left the Western Bulldogs and then he got told his coach had actually been fired. So he <laughs> walked out, made a call to the uh, kennel and then decided to end up at the Essendon Football Club. But either way, he's here and he has got two things that he is today Going to break the internet. Hello to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not I'm mate. not 100% certain about that, but <laughs> I do have a couple of ideas floating, and one <laughs> of them could be the... <laughs> It could be the end of my career. (laughs) It's either going to be – there's two ways to look at this. It's either going to be the end of your career, of course. Which is just ticking along at the moment. Referring to the mega trade, which happens in our number two of trade mornings. Not
4: sure if I should go with it or not.
1: But you can say this. Yesterday with your mega trade where you thought outside the square and were splitting – Pick two for the West Coast Eagles. Now a lot of the commentary on the text machine smashed. We- Got absolutely yep. smashed for Social it. Man,
4: Cooney, yep. on, you're a moron. West Coast an idiot. aren't doing it. Don't you listen yep. to anything? Yep. West Coast aren't splitting pick two. What's happened since? Well, then? We, that's what we do here. We get the ball rolling. We get the list managers thinking yep. about different ways to do deals, mm-hmm. and they've obviously been listening into Trade Radio with us in on Trade Mornings, and decided that. They were keen to split pick two. Now And now I think they wanted to do it with the Bose deal, but yeah. unfortunately he made his decision to go to Geelong, yes. which he could have let me know about yesterday when I did the mega trade because yeah. I would have formulated it differently
1: with Port Adelaide. But it looks like West Coast are up for splitting that pick it, two. It does look to, of course, uh, Junior Rioli, Port Adelaide, Jason Horn, francis It was uh, reported quite heavily yesterday afternoon. I don't think West Coast are as close to doing the deal as some suggested in some circles, yesterday afternoon, but I think that it is a little more in play than it might have been 24 hours ago when, in fact, you were like, you know, this is what I would do mm. if I was the West Coast Eagles. So we'll get Surprised to the mega I trade. I
4: haven't been uh, snapped up by an
1: AFL club at this time of year I, for some, even just some consultation work. I'm being legit about this. I think that if you weren't as lazy as you are, I reckon you would have got a <laughs> good Yeah, my work ethic isn't high. <laughs> it's not strong. But I'm here. I'm awake. And ready to go. Now I've got, done a little bit of homework, Yeah, too. so you've got the best 22 later in the show around the Western Bulldogs. Well, I've
4: got the best uh, 21
1: at the moment. Okay. No, tw- I've got the best 20. I need okay. two more spots to All right. fill. Well, we've got some depth, so we'll get to that in a moment. But I want to start yeah. with the Geelong Football Club today.
4: Yeah, the rich get richer and the strong get stronger. So
1: that, that was the general consensus yesterday afternoon. Of course, Jack Bowes said after meeting with Hawthorne, with meeting with Essendon, with uh, most clubs actually inquiring at a minimum because it's attached to obviously pick seven. It comes with that sort of that $1.5 million owed to Jack Bowes. But the, the very fact that that pick seven is there and was added by the Gold Coast Suns in this salary dump scenario that all clubs kind of at least asked. In the end, Jack Bowes was able to make his decision. He could go wherever the hell he wanted. He chose the Geelong Football Club. We know that Ollie Henry has chosen the Geelong Football Club. We know that Tanner Bruin has chosen the Geelong Football Club. They've all got to be played out, but the uh, idea is the rich get richer coming off a flag. Now, I have always said this. If you do things really well, well, you shouldn't be whacked for it. And I know your fans are upset, but Geelong do everything so particular well. But I want to ask you about their best 22 in round one. And specifically, Bose Bruin and Ollie Henry, if they feature... In the best twenty-two, all things being equal, to kickstart the year. Now, Cats fans, I'd love to hear your thoughts. One three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty-eight. One three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty-eight. But talk to me about one, the outstanding work done by the Cats. But two, where you see these three very talented young players fitting into the premiership team. So uh, I think there's two advantages that
4: Geelong have over every other Victorian. Team at the moment and Victorian club and one is the location and lifestyle that you can lead down there and people say well you want to go and live in Geelong well we, they've shown year after year after year that for it
1: transparency is, where do you live I live in Geelong okay go on <laughs> and look
4: at me look how relaxed <laughs> yeah. I am it's it's what they do so well is the lifestyle and to be able to lure these players. Down. It is a relaxing place to live. There's not the hustle and bustle and traffic jams that you get every morning trying to get to training from Newport to Footscray, which is what mm-hmm. I had playing at the Dogs, let alone trying to get out to Tullamarine. If the ring road was cooked, that, that's, your, that's your day ruined. So they don't, one, they, they alleviate traffic concerns. It's a less stressful lifestyle. But also the way that Chris Scott and the coaches run the football program it, and we've, we've heard from Isaac Smith, we've heard from Jeremy Cameron, we've heard from some of these recruits who have come in. They get in, they do their work, they get the job done, and then they get out of there. And Paddy Dangerfield has said it's sort of um, 10 till 2 at most days, closer to 10. And uh, really close to two at, at some stages before they before they get out of there. So they they let the players be individuals. They trust them to do the work, and they trust them to go away and get their life um, and do other things outside of footy. And it's a great balance, and it works perfectly for the cat. So that's an easy sell because if, if a player wants to go to Geelong or another club in Victoria, they speak to three of their teammates and they speak to Jeremy Cameron, who's only moved in the last couple of years, he'll say, I've never enjoyed my life more as a player. And it's an easy sell. And it's also an easy sell because they finish
1: top four every year and they play in big finals and they've just come off a premiership. So- now, just to balance that up just a little bit, though, and you, you, I disagree, I couldn't, in any of what you just said, but I also think the financial side of it... And a lot's been made of some of these players taking under market value to be able to bite off a bit of lifestyle, okay? So that, that that's the same Except thing, Except Jeremy right? Cameron. Well, Jeremy Cameron, I, I think, I, I would assume that the Giants probably offered him more cash than what the Cats gave him in the end. Actually, yeah, right? that's probably fair. So, yeah. I, I agree. But when you're over a mil. Well, that, that's the thing, right? So I'm not saying that these guys, although Tom Hawkins reported to, I think, playing on two fifty or $300,000 next year, which is remarkable. But, like... They, they, Again, $200,000 is a lot of money, obviously. In fact, it's more than, well, I make over three years. But essentially, if you're on $1 million compared to 800000 and you're like, well, I'm going to enjoy my footy a little bit more, that's a decision you can make. So the market value of these players financially seems to be lower, but it also means that you can do other things and enjoy your life a little Absolutely. bit more. Absolutely, And that's uh,
4: what, what price do you put on enjoying your life? Mm-hmm. And for those players, they're happy to take a couple of hundred yep. thousand dollars less and live out on the farm yep. and still get to... So Jeremy Cameron, he's got a, a big farm out sort of Barrable Way, I believe, and it's probably 15 minutes of training. Yep. So he lives on acreage, he's got his cows that wear the premiership of medals, he's got his chickens running around laying eggs for him on grand final morning, and, he, and he's 15 minutes of training. Yep. It's, a, it's an unbelievable lifestyle, so that is a huge advantage
1: and, uh, that just, they have. Just on that, like a lot of people, you know, oh, I want to see the salary cap and how can they afford all these players. It's fairly well documented how they afford these players. Okay, the very fact is that a lot of them, Joel Selwood, which is what, a week ago today, and the announcement, that, you know, the retirement, it was pretty well pushed that he wasn't earning the money that he probably could likewise. Yep. Tom Hawkins is on the on the record or at least been reported where he kind of sits. Jeremy Cameron, now the Giants at a minimum matched, of course, when it happened those three, what, two, three years ago now when Jeremy Cameron. So we know that the Giants were offering him, if not more, which I would suggest yes, at least on the exact same money as what the cats ended up giving him. So that's like when people say, well, how are they fitting him into their salary cap? Well, they're smart. They do it particularly well. The Jack Bowes situation is going to be soothed over three or four different years. And, and when people say, why don't the Gold Coast Suns do that? Well, for a start, they deferred all the cash already. And then they found other players that they think in their, in their setup have gone past him. Now, uh, that's wrongly or rightly. And the proof is in the eating rather than the pudding in that situation. But going forward, that's what they think. So Geelong will say, we'll pay you the, you know, you, you 1.5 over two years. We'll give you 2.5 over four. And it sort of balances it out a little bit. It might not be to that exact number, yeah. but that's how they do it. And they do it exceptionally well. So when people whack Geelong and question how they're doing it in within the salary cap, They deserve to be congratulated rather than have their scepticism attached to some of their their pickups.
4: And that comes with success too. Players are happy to take less money because of their success. And they know that they can't book their holidays until October because they're playing footy in September every year. That's also a huge advantage that they've gotten. Um, Jack Bowes is probably going to be getting paid twice as much money as Tom Hawkins to play footy next year. (laughs) <laughs> That's unbelievable in it itself. Is. So, but, the, but you could say that about Carlton too. Like, absolutely. When Harry Mackay signs a seven-year deal, it's going to be a lot of money. They've just signed Charlie Kerno, Patty Cripps on a million bucks. Mm-hmm. So Jack Martin came into the footy club on a, um, was it front-ended or back-ended deal, which uh, a couple of years he was getting paid $900,000 a Something year. Something like so, that. So you can say it about every club overpaying you know, a, a few of
1: their players. But Geelong balance it out better than most. Now, so the big thing is, I guess, going forward, and I think we've spoken about this a little bit too, is that... Like, they, Carlton's a perfect example. they just like, look, what number do you want? And a, a player might say, oh, I want I $4 million. So, they're, okay, we'll give it for seven years. <laughs> Rather than in, in the past, would have been like, how much do you want to earn in a Every particular year. year? And you've got to try and work it out. Because if it leads to a flag, Carlton's a perfect example of this. And I know our man, Kane Corns, isn't huge on long-term deals. And I understand sometimes they can sting just a little bit. But essentially, if Carlton win a flag with all these guys – under contract, and then the last year or two, they're in a little bit of a salary cap squeeze or they've got to extend a guy for a year. I don't think Carlton fans will care. No. I don't think Carlton players will go, oh, geez, I don't know. We, we've we got to lose a player or two here in yeah. 2028 because we paid Mackay and Kurnow too much over a seven-year period. But you know what we have got? A damn Premiership Cup in 2025. So uh, I think that that's the way fans look at it, and I think that's the way they should look at it.
4: Well, that's what it's all about. Absolutely That's, that's it why is. We, you build yep. a list. That's why you play footy. That's why fans love the game, is hoping and praying that their team wins the Premiership at the end of the year. I mean, even if the, if the Dogs had Tom Boyd on their books for the last four years of his
1: career, do you think
4: they would care? No, Absolutely they Absolutely not. I, I, not. I, I, I agree. Iota, I
1: agree. And you wouldn't. can always find a nice settlement on the end of it, if someone does retire like Tom Boyd, who gave money back as well, where the club were able to go, okay. We no longer got Tom Boyd, but we'll just ease it in. One three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty-eight. Before you give us the twenty-two, because Bruin, Henry, and of course coming into the football club Jack Bowes, Selwood out officially. We're gonna see what this best twenty-two looks like for round one next year. But we want to hear from the Cats fans first. One three hundred twenty-three fifty-five. 48. one 300 23, 55, 48. Robbie's in Carnegie. Robbie, hello to you, mate. The Cats, what do you make of it?
0: I
2: think
1: they're good, but
0: uh, I'm a Collingwood supporter, uh, Cam and Coons, so I think that they should just hand over um, Pick 18 and do the, the Henry deal because he misses Geelong.
4: Yeah, we were debating this before we went on air. Robbie about the worth of, of Ollie Henry. And I, I, I said that they would probably want slightly more than that, given he's a pick 17 mm-hmm. and uh, he's played 25 games of footy. You were surprised Cameron and some of his numbers this year.
1: I look, played 15 games this year, got dropped for the finals. Uh, wasn't in their best 22. McStay comes in over the top. Bobby Hill's another guy. He'll be inside 50. I'm not saying they're identical players, but I also think, and Josh Jenkins spoke last week about how talented he thinks Ollie Henry is, and I have no doubt he is. And I think now the Jack Bowes situation and the pick seven attached to it would make the Cats probably think to themselves, you know what? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let this go. What do we, we'll end up being pick 19 or pick 20 once it's all said and done with the father-sons and the academy picks. Uh, I think they're more likely, but I don't think they give more than a first-round pick for Ollie Henry, who isn't. Like, it's, it's hard. This is what happens. He's so talented. He is so talented. I think he's going to be a very good footballer. I'm interested to see if he's in your best 22 come round one next year. You're going to have to replace probably a premiership favourite. But I also am like, if he wasn't in your best 22 going into finals and you've got a couple of other guys coming in who can play forward of centre, then can you really ask... The world just because he wasn't in the best 22 mm-hmm.
4: in the finals doesn't mean that he's not in Collingwood's best 22. He could have been out of form leading into the finals, I understand. All right, that. then is 20, he 21 goals do, do in you, 15 games? Did, in, in, do,
1: you, do you think he is in Collingwood's best 22? Come, I know you haven't sat down and nutted out the pies yet, but do you think he is considering McStay and Bobby Hill to come into this club? 50 50 for
4: hmm. me. Yeah, so on a, yeah. Uh, and and it's a it's a fifty fifty call uh, with one other player that I've got, whether whether Ollie Henry starts in a forward pocket above. The other guy. Oh. So I mean, it's 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 tough, and he is a favourite of the coach as well. The man.
1: That oh no, you're not. We're alluding to you're not. Uh, it's oh, Jeremy no. Cameron. He goes out oh. for Ali Henry. Now, what you're going to drop in the mega trade later this morning is no, going to ro- gonna. no. Oh, you haven't got the guts to do it now. No, I don't. No. You don't. <laughs> no way. If you don't go with it, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell the the sen. Uh, and the trade radio family, what it was before we get out of if here. If the player was two years younger, I would have said yes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get to a break. We've got a bit of news to get into. We are going to get to the best twenty-two for the Cats on the other side of this. One three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty-eight. Of course, good question, Tanner Bruin. How they get into the football club? T- Bose is done. Bose wouldn't have Bose wouldn't have nominated the Cats after the toing and froing if they weren't able to get it done, and they're not having to spend a great deal because of the situation. But Bruin and Henry's a little more complicated. First-round picks who have both played, you know, approximately 30 games each in their first two years of football. Uh, and both teams, the Giants last year and the Pies this year, played finals. So they had to crack into a team that actually had some pretty good form around it as well. So we'll get to that. one three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty-eight on the other side of the break. Adam Cooney, Cam Luke, Trade Mornings for Host Plus. An industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. A
3: trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up.
1: All thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Time for the Beaumont News update. A little bit happened yesterday and last night on Sports Day in Melbourne Radio 3AW, Jimmy Bartell, who is the Giants football director, refuse to shoot down some speculation around the traps that the club is looking to offload Nick Haynes or Lockie Whitfield if a trade for Jacob Hopper with Richmond isn't reached. I still believe, Adam, that uh, Hopper will end up at Richmond. I just don't think you go and nominate a place if you haven't been thrashed out. Not all the details, but majority of the deal. So it's a bit more complicated with him being in contract than Taranto, obviously, as we've touched on, but I, I still think Hopper would be... Fairly warm favourites ahead to head to, uh, to punt road at some point.
4: Yeah, I agree. It's it, it'll be late in the trade piece. Mm-hmm. We understand that, but I th- I think it'll get done. Uh, they're gonna have to pay and pay up and, and use futures, and there will be a player involved, I believe, um, before the end of it. But I think it will get done.
1: Kel Toomey, of course, uh, reported he'll be part of AFL exchange later in the day. He reported the Giants will be looking to do this because they need some salary cap relief, and both of those gentlemen. Are both on hefty long-term contracts. Uh, Mitch Cleary, Channel 7 Zone, reporting fringe lines. Midfielder Reese Matheson's exploring a trade. The barometer. Yeah, Danny Daly was on this morning and uh, said, yeah, the conversations have been there. Not a great deal of interest yet. Of course, when he comes in, he does, of course, call himself famously the barometer uh, in season 2021 after a big win over the Tigers. But uh, is it continues to look to try and get a bit more game time. And he played for the Geelong Falcons. So maybe he'll end up at Geelong like some of these <laughs> other Falcons boys. And Tom Berry, he hasn't got his opportunities. Talking about Brisbane has been granted his wish. He heads down from Brisbane to the Gold Coast. Uh, he made the move. He only played three games in 2022, but he'll be a line, Uh going forward. No, he was, Sorry, he'll be a son from the Lions to the Suns going forward. Hey, Tylers need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. one 300 23, 48 one 300, 23, 48 The Cats' best 22 is not far away. Firstly, Bailey is in Croydon. Hello, Bailey.
0: G'day, boys. How are you? Good, hey, man. Bailey. Just wondering if you thought the Bombers could trade their early 40s pick for Paddy Dow?
4: Early 40s? Well uh, to be honest with you I don't think there's a lot of uh, competition no to get Paddy Dow. No. So and I don't think Carlton are that keen on uh, keeping him either. So no. I think um you could probably even go, go f- lower. you could probably go further down the list uh, if you wanted to get Paddy Dow but uh I have I think we've seen enough of of Paddy Dow uh, and to not be able to break into this Carlton mm-hmm. side uh, after five seasons, uh, my issue with him over uh, the majority of his career is his ball use, um, and he hasn't really, um, unfortunately, tidied that up. So, if he is going to um, get another opportunity, that's the one area of his game that he needs to work on. He can he can find it, uh, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, he's just um, yeah he turned the footy over a bit, and decision making was questionable at times with with Paddy Dow Bailey. So, uh, if you wanted him for a bit of top up
1: at Essendon. I think you
4: could probably get him cheaper than that, to be honest with you.
1: Just off the text, wasn't Taranto out of contract? Did I say he was in contract? Taranto, Taranto out of out, contract, Hopper, hopper in. in contract. Hence why there's a slight complication around Hopper. Trent's in Preston on one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. 2355 48 Jack Bowie's being spoken a lot about. Trent wants to do it as well. Fire away. Good morning, fellas. How you going? Good,
0: hey, man. That's good. So uh, all the talk about poor Jack is being...
5: Then- Given this contract at Gold Coast, whether it was four or five years, at however much money, all
0: the money pushed down the road, sounds seems like he was doing Gold Coast a favour for the last three
5: years. And now he's been pushed out the door, and Geelong take his contract, and now they've moved that out over the next four years. <laughs> yeah,
1: when's he going to so get his money, Trent
5: everything away. When's he
1: you getting paid properly? <laughs> hey, look, it is... It'd be flat, wouldn't you? It'd be a little bit flat. And I think that is why when people ask why wouldn't the Gold Coast Suns just do a similar thing that Geelong are going to do and soothe it out. It, clearly, Gold Coast think other players have gone past him. That's fine. And they've deferred this cash to what it's owed now, but he gets a little extra. So he won't... The 1.5 he's owed now becomes maybe 2.5. I don't know the exact number. So he'll go from a two-year deal to say a four-year deal, and thats I think that would have been a lot of the conversations that were happening when he was going to choose a club, the best way to be able to do it.
4: Yeah, I, I don't think that um, too many clubs that he would be negotiating with or talking to would have said, we're going to take on the full yeah. uh, 1.5 over that two years. It's Unfortunately, no, yeah. Jack, we're going to have to stretch it out, maybe mm-hmm. because we just can't uh, afford to pay you yep. that much. And he would have understood that. I think he would have been upset because he would have been banking mm-hmm. on earning big money over the next two years after – being on a reasonably low salary in, in the first couple of years of that deal. So he was ready to cash in. Now he's going to have to split that over a few more years, Trent. So you can understand the frustration yep. with Jack and the way that the Gold Coast Suns have played it and played him to it, an extent. So they would have known that they've got some good value out of him over the first couple of years of that deal. Unfortunately, got themselves in that situation where now they have to trade him. And I guess the, the sacrifice that the Suns have to make for that mistake, he's throwing
1: away pick seven. Good savings plan. That's really good. Yeah. yeah, worked well for him. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight to get involved. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. 23 Just a couple of texts just quickly. We'll get to your uh, best 22 of Geelong on the other side of it. Ollie Henry, here we go, off the text. Oli Henry is a top five games played from his draft. He's keep the second most goals. And if the draft was redone, he would easily be top 10. The only person he's competing against at Collingwood is Ash Johnson. None of the others are competing against him. Whilst I... Suggested about Bobby Hill and McStay coming into the team, I grant they're slightly different players. But they're going to construct their forward line in a different way next year, Collingwood, where they are going to be fleet-footed, and you would think that Bobby Hill and McStay will both be in that team. Yep. Ash Johnson was outstanding, kick 15 goals in those eight or nine games when given the opportunity. So whilst I understand he's only really maybe like for like against Ash Johnson, mm. the way that Craig McRae is going to put this team together to kick goals is going to be slightly different than the conventional way, I think, teams look at it.
4: Yeah, I think that, well, that's that been their planning and sometimes out of necessity with the yep. Collingwood forward line over the last few years. And Majacek has done uh, a stand-up job to be that guy, um, Jamie Elliott. Not far away either. It must be said for a medium-sized forward, the things that he has done in that forward six, and then Guinea just coming right. along and, and, so, and setting the forward six alight at times. And you had Bobby Hill in there for a bit of pressure and mixed. And how, yeah, the forward line dynamic is different. Um, I understand that, and the, and then Darcy Cameron as well down there uh, with Mason Cox swapping. It's a it's a
1: it's a pack forward line. So the thing is, I I, I still don't a hundred percent. Understand why the the pies chased Bobby Hill. Did they chase him? Well, they must have. He's at the football club, and did, or did Bobby say, "I want to go to Collingwood"? Well, quite. Well, was Bobby Hill in their well, best that, 22? I don't think
4: Collingwood were chasing Dan McStay, were they?
1: Well, but you have to have you have to chase them in summer. Guys don't just wake up and go. I'm going to a football club and just miraculously end up there early in, in trade period or free agency period, yeah. right?
4: Oh, you asked the question.
1: Yeah. So, I look, okay. So maybe if, if it's not as chase and, and be aggressively pursuing these players, like they're, they're, the small forwards at Collingwood are unbelievable this year. You, you spent you, you mentioned Gideon. You mentioned Jamie Elliott, who I touch wood, but when he's on the park and he's done it so well this year consistently, we, we know how good they are. So Hill goes into that forward line, which is going to look rapidly different with him and McStay, Inside 50, like Hill's not better than Ginnivan or Allier, right? No. 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 Okay. I'm just making sure that. Yeah. I think we're on know, the same yeah, page. I'm there. all for depth yeah. and yeah. I like Bobby Hill as a footballer and he's gone through stuff that's way bigger than football in 2022. I'm just wondering, you know, where and how they look as we go into the new year. It's Robin funny. Castlemaine says, Bows can fit in. He adds variety to the midfield. Good size, agile. He's good leap and mark. Bruin not replacing anyone in the midfield. Henry is not replacing Stengel, Close, or Myers. So Rowan is the obvious, but not at the start of 2023. Yeah, I think he... (laughs) Which leads us into a break, which on the other side, Adam Cooney is about to drop some premiership players from the long Football Club. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Cooney and Cam Luke for Host Blast, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. We've got the best 22 for the Bulldogs still to come. We've got your calls. Plenty of text messages rolling through as well. 0419 187 323. And we've got a mega trade that Adam Cooney is slowly losing confidence in the guts to go with. So we'll get to all that shortly. <laughs> I'm not going with it. Just I'm off. never the, going with it. Just off the text... People say, you know, genuine small forward, get out the back, Bobby Hill, a little bit different to Ginevan and, and Elliot who lead up. I, I understand that. But the thing is, you've still got to fit these guys inside 50, right? Yeah. It was a forward line which worked incredibly well in 2022. So then you've got McStay's going to have to go forward. We'll go forward at different times. So you've got to be able to find places in the ground. Now, it's all well and good to say, oh, Elliot might push up the ground a little bit. But then does that take away what they did so well with a – Damn near made a grand final this year. So, granted, I'm, Bobby Hill's a nice player. I'm just like, geez, do you want to mess with it too much knowing there's some guys coming in? We might talk on the pies next week and your best 22 for that, for the uh, the black and the white. But... You're not going to be here tomorrow? No, I'm not here tomorrow. Long weekend. A long weekend. Uh, I'm going down to St. Andrews Beach Brewery, actually. Oh, it's a nice spot. It's a work gig, so I'm not just going down there and just leaving you on your own, but JJ will be in the house. All right. You've deferred long enough. Premierships, Bruin, Henry, Bowe's coming in, Selwood going out of that premiership team that less than two weeks ago belted the Swans at the MCG. Talk to me about round one, 2023, and the best 23 for the Cats. Hopefully I haven't left uh, oh. any premiership stars out here. Hopefully but so. I've got... Uh, See, full... The the SEN Digital team had a little trouble yesterday. Yeah, Bailey Fritch got dropped.
4: Uh, yeah, well I'm not sure he's in their best 22 <laughs> oh, next year. They're leading oh. goal kick from the D's over the last couple, six goal grand final hero <laughs> from the full back line: Zach Guthrie, Jack Henry, Collet-Jasney, Tui De Stewart. Pretty handy back mm. six. Well, it doesn't it doesn't change a lot, does it? Duncan Guthrie in the middle. Uh, Maxi Holmes comes back in yes. on the wing. Isaac Smith, half forward. Norm Smith medalist. Jeremy Cameron, Brad Close. Uh, Tyson Stengel in the pocket, Tommy Hawkins full okay. forward, Gary Rowan yeah. in the other pocket. <laughs> he held on. Just. I didn't want to, but I went with him over Oli Henry. Uh, Stanley in the ruck, Danger and Blitzarves on ball. Uh, the interchange, uh, Buse, Myers, The Diet, Atkins and O'Connor holds his spot.
1: So you haven't pulled any of these three Not players? One. I couldn't who,
4: squeeze one of them in.
1: Two, like these these first round draft picks? And Bose getting to your football club, you haven't been able to squeeze. And they're the three players who have all nominated the Cats, which has got everyone in uproar. You haven't got them in the best twenty-two to kickstart the year. Not one. So who who else have you got? It's a real lack on the of courage from me, absolutely. Which is no different to the way you played your footy. <laughs> uh, on the outer, who who have you, who else is there fighting for them? They got those three men. Who yep. else is on the outside looking in? Parfit, yeah.
4: Oh. Tanner Brune, Bose, yeah. Quinton Narkle. Narkle's gone. gone. Oh, sorry. Uh, Radaglia, Cooper Stevens, Johnny Segler, and Mitch Nevitt, who played a few games this year, I thought looked all right.
1: All right. Well. So
4: it's tough. mm, Tough to break into a Premiership side. And Gary Rowan uh, was the uh, most susceptible in that. uh, But I didn't um, have the conviction to leave him out because he had a. Pretty good final series until grand
1: final day. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. The Cats best twenty two for round one next year. So you've got Parfit going Positive. into the team with Selwood going out. No, Parfit's uh, uh, Maxi Max. Well, Max Holmes was already in the team. Injury was the only reason he wasn't in their best side on grand final day, right? So yeah, well, that's the only change. Yeah. Okay. There you go. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We want to hear from you, Cats fans, or off the text zero four one nine one eight seven three two three. And so much of the conversation is, is like, Oli Henry's a 10-year player there, right?
4: Yep. Yep. I have full confidence in him. People Brilliant are likewise. saying he's not in the best twenty two. He's a sort of hybrid-ish mm-hmm. forward, and he's played 25 games of footy. Yeah. Like people are saying they've already pigeonholed him into being um, an average player, mm. which is just not going to be the case a- at all.
1: Agreed. And that, that's where the two-again throwing comes when it comes to, say a, a trade for him? Does it go on how I think a lot of people think he's going to be right? Like I think Geelong look at him like a lot of other people and, and Colin would maybe look at him as being a 10 year absolute, really, 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 really good football at a minimum in the AFL. But then Geelong will argue, well, hang on a second. Yeah, Financially, this is what are you offering him? How does it all work kind of here? Because they would have an idea of what that deal looks like. Mm. So do you pay him on potential or do you, is his trade value on potential because he was drafted so high and he's done nice things or the fact is that he, he might be line ball on that well, 22 given, at the pies? Given, I
4: think given the numbers that he's produced over the first two years of his career and 21 goals in 15 games this season is a very handy return Absolutely. For, for a young forward. So, And the text before was a good one. He's kicked the second most goals uh, out of anyone to be drafted in the last um, couple of years. And his trade value has probably increased from uh, from pick 17, given the output from some of the others that he was drafted around at that time in terms of forwards. So that's why I said uh, he's going he's to drop from, from 17, um, 25 games into him, and then they're only going to take pick 18 for him. So it, I don't think his trade value has diminished over his first no, two well, years. No,
1: you're right, but it, it's probably not two first-rounders, right? No, I think that's fair. Okay, and yeah. I think the toing and froing might be about the financial reimbursement of which Collingwood are looking to offer him, where Geelong are like, well, hang on a second. If this is what, where you rate him, and of course, it might be a salary cap situation, shot squeeze. I don't know the ins and outs, obviously, but that's, that's why this is going to, I think, be one of those ones that. Let's just assume some with Collingwood time. that it is a salary cap squeeze. Yeah, okay. Because that's then, it's been an issue. Then that's them. what Geelong will be using as leverage to say, well, hang on. We'll give you our first-round pick if that's what you want. It's pick 18 or 19. But if that's what you're offering, and that's financially where you can only get to, then you can't rate him all that highly.
4: Yeah, But I don't think Geelong are in a position to um, pay much more than Collingwood would be offering him also.
1: Well, the way they do everything else, who knows? But you're, you're right. But then they have the, the lure of heading home. Just Maybe he's homesick. Just give him a block of land out in Armstrong Creek know. or something. Don't, don't. It's conspiracy That's how they've theorists. got half the players There's down conspiracy there. conspiracy <laughs> no, we the no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, Menning Gold is another one who was right on our yes, periphery. I think right. he was emergency in that grand final, so he was right on our periphery. He's an apology. Of that best, 20, uh, best 22 as well. Uh, Sam and Jared, we're going to come to you on the other side of this.
4: Redhead bias
1: I've been accused of from <laughs> for picking Gary Rowan. He's over a premiership Henry. player, and he was – you only have to go back to that qualifying final where he was remarkable. Yeah, I don't Remarkable. Think has, I think Eldie Henry will get a go early on f- I, I think in the season. Or It's fair to say all three of those players will play, regardless if it's round one or otherwise, will play before round four. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, yeah. for host plus. The old
4: boys might need a rest early.
1: An industry super fund for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified. You can get involved pre-owned in a class of its own. Let's get to Sam who's in Preston on one three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty-eight. 2355 48 Sam, hello to you.
2: Hey, guys, how you doing? Good,
1: Good mate. Time. far away. Uh,
2: massive Cats fan and um, agree with pretty much what you said about the Cats 22 for round one. Um, I think we're in a really nice spot. Mm. We've got, we're have got we very patient with our players. If you look at Atkins, Parfit, Zach Guthrie, even Cam Guthrie, they played either out of position or in VFL for a long time until they got their chance to play in their best position. I think everyone from who played in the grand final... And including Max Holmes, will be our 23 players to start round one, or certainly they'll be given the first look. And then you've got Menegola, who had an interrupted preseason and couldn't get going this year, who'll add to that depth. And in our twos, like we, we really like letting players um, develop and learn the system in the twos. So on ball in the twos, round one next year will be Toby Conway, Mitch Nevitt, Tanner Bruin. Ollie Dempsey, um, Cooper Stevens, and then you've got Neil and Ollie Henry up front, and Asava, if he stays, will be down back. And I think with all the retirements that we'll have over the next two years, I think they'll just be preaching some patience. Come in, learn the system, take your opportunity when you come, and there will be pressure for spots, but it's a great problem to have.
1: Right, how about uh, Sam, early doors? Uh, just leave him there for a minute, Jay, at the back. Uh, how's Sam? Understatement of the year, maybe? We're in a nice position. Yeah, very. <laughs> Just got three first rounders in, yeah. got pick seven as well, and coming off a premiership, Sam. So, uh, congratulations, mate! I know we're late in the year, so it's been a pretty big feel, but understatement of the year probably headed to you. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a lucky <laughs> bunch, Cats fans, aren't they? And they know that yeah. they're going
4: to be around the mark next year. But it is—it's a—it's a balancing act between trying to keep those players who are hungry for senior footy happy playing at VFL level, and they've been reasonably good Mm -hmm. at doing that over the last, the only one who really lost patience was um, Jordan Clark over the last couple of years who thought, well, I'm in the best 22. I'm going to go and get more opportunities and showed exactly what he can do at AFL level. So maybe some of those other players, Sam, that um, are frustrated and playing in the twos, as you mentioned, a pretty strong midfield, I play like Cooper Stevens. Does he look at Jordan Clark and think, well, hang on. That could be me. Mm. I could be doing that at another club right now. But they just have a knack of uh, keeping the players interested and
1: I think the way that the club is and, and everything you spoke about off the top of the show, about the way that uh, you know, Chris Scott led and everything and, and Steve Hawking and, and the older players in the culture of the football club where it's an enjoyable environment, it actually makes it a little bit harder to say, okay, so like Jordan Clark's a perfect example. Lincoln McCarthy a little bit before that. You have to be 100% certain you're going to be able to be in the best 22 elsewhere. Because if you're kind of like, yeah, you know what? I reckon I can play more here, but you know, I'm not, not guaranteed. You're probably going to err on the side of staying at a club that's enjoyable to play for, even though there's frustrations yeah. attached to it. Clark and McCarthy, too, are like, look, we, we, we should be playing more senior football. And both have gone and played really good football. At well, The Lions have been good, you know, since McCarthy's pretty much got there. And Jordan Clark's been outstanding for the Dockers. you had an outstanding year uh one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight Jared's in Hampton quickly before the break. Jared fire away Uh
2: very quick very quick good morning gentlemen thanks for taking my call. I feel like I'm talking to Tony tomorrow <laughs> <Far laughs> I
5: understand that anyway.
2: <laughs> um uh thank you for all the Geelong stuff and I'm a Geelong supporter as yep. well um've they've, they've got eleven positions to uh, fit on their uh, squad. obviously, these three look like they need they're going to fall. Um, but I know they've had interest in um, older players as well, let's say 28 years plus, unlisted, pre-agents. I'm interested to see uh, what you think and to what you've just talked about in terms of fitting players into the team, who you think might be interested in, including um, O'Connor from Ireland.
4: Well, there's... So when you talk about the, the, I think there's been a slight shift in Geelong over the last couple of years in terms of... Uh, now, they, they take the players, the unrestricted free agents and the free agents and players who put their hand up at 27, 28, 29 and say, I want to go to this club. uh Dow House, Sean Higgins, uh, Danger was a bit younger. understand that. But it, they, they've they been able to fit those guys in because they put their hand up and say, I want to play for the Cats. I think there's been a slight shift in playing younger players that uh, need to be given opportunity. And now this year we're seeing a young crop, um, uh, uh, and a couple of them only in their second year of footy. Jack Bowes has probably played five or six years want to go down there so it's not like um Geelong go out and say well we, we're looking to recruit 30 year old players it's that they put their hand up and say we want to come to the club and then it's about managing those guys and they've done it amazingly well Jared over the over the journey so um but yeah you're then a few of them are coming to the end they've obviously um rotated three out now with Dowhouse, House Higgins and Selwood uh some of the older boys retiring which makes way for for the new wave to come through and Unfortunately for the rest of the competition, every year, there's two, three players that want to go down there and play their footy.
1: Missed one finals appearance in 15 years. They are uh, consistently into prelims, which essentially led to some of the ridiculous criticism levelled towards the club in the last decade that they are, oh, they're playing prelims, but they can't win flags. It's like, okay, how about teams who don't make finals or get bundled out in elimination final year after year? And then they found this year, and we, we, you and I spoke a lot about this over the course of the season. They found that perfect mix of of veteran leadership and the irony of Isaac Smith becoming the oldest Norm Smith medalist and ripping the uh, grand final apart. (laughs) But they were able to find that youth and exuberance you touched on to tinker with their game plan enough to be able to change a little bit and play great footy while also having these leadership veteran guys who are still playing really, really great footy. So the balance was just the perfect storm, really. And Chris Scott and the crew have to be continually patted on the back for it. And, and I think, yeah, a slight uh, shake-up with the coaching department
4: as well. Of course. I think, which which changes the views and the style that Chris Scott was coaching in. There was a lot of negativity uh, and a lot of angst and frustration uh, down in Geelong about the way that the Cats were playing prior to 2022. So you look at the, the list and, uh, let's just, uh, and watching the games, can we just move the ball a bit quicker? Than, and that's that was probably the thing. That was going to propel them to that next level. They did that. It wasn't an all-out attacking game style because they were so solid behind the footy. But it's just a tinkering of having uh, kids who are willing to take the game on and coaching staff willing to tinker with a couple of things which sped the the ball movement up slightly.
1: And it leads to one uh, one of the great two weeks in premiership continental ties trade period times. If they're able to get three first round picks and pick seven after a premiership, It's very hard to top that as you look back on uh, things that have happened in the last 20 or 25 years as trade period's gone to another level. It is all thanks to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Adam Cooney and Cam Luke, Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians, and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own.
3: Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians, and Toyota, Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. The Trade Rewind for Paslo, All-new Pazload, all Pazload Trimmaster built to perform. Reliability, comfort, performance. In store now.
1: Yeah, Trade Rewind time. where well, we uh, hit rewind, have a look at some of the uh, trades in the last 20 or so years that have either worked or not worked for particular clubs. It did all thanks to the all-new Pasload Trim Master, built to perform. Reliability, comfort, and performance. It's in store now. Let's go back to 2001. You ready? Which, uh, was, that a, was that the super draft? No, that was, it was, it, it, it was but it, this is not draft related. Oh, is this, are we not drafting players today? No,
4: we've got no. Barry Hall. No, I was who just was... asking a question if that was
1: the super draft. <laughs> Barry Hall a... was off to the Sydney Swans and the Swans received Barry Hall and pick number 53. Daniel Hunt didn't play any games for the Sydney Swans, but Barry Hall, of course, became a premiership player and a huge part of that incredibly, incredibly, Talented Sydney Swans team in the middle of the 2000s. Can you just rewind and Mm. uh, give me that trade again, please? So Barry Hall and pick 53 is what Sydney received. The Saints received, of course, Barry Hall was at the Saints. He went to Sydney. Pick 13, which turned into Nick Del Santo. Mm. 260 games for the Saints and a big part of the team that went to -to back-to-back grand finals. Pick 17, which eventually ended up at Geelong, who then drafted James Kelly. Superstar for the Cats. And pick 45 was traded to Brisbane, and they selected Nathan Clark, who didn't play a game for the Lions. But uh, that's a trade that, in the end, worked, I think, for everyone. Yeah, well, they got Nicky Dowell
4: out of it. Yep. He was uh, um, an unbelievable player for the Saints and probably should have held on to 17 and picked James Kelly.
1: In hindsight, having (laughs) James Kelly on your list would have been a great thing, regardless of what football club it would have been. But there you go. It's a trade rewind. All thanks to the all-new Pazload Trim Master. Make sure you get involved and talking about those two, they were both pluses. Can you remember what the uh, deal was to get Barry Hall to the dogs
4: after that, off the top of your head? Was he a... I'm
1: going to say... You, you usually remember these type of ah, things? Pick 46. <laughs> you
4: made that do up. you know? Nah, no, no I do did.
1: not know. I, I do not know. know. Well, you should know. He turned into a teammate of yours and you famously, famously won... Saved it. his life. I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got ragdolled by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who, who
4: was that? Is. I, I saw he was in real trouble, Barry, yeah. and he needed some assistance, so I was willing to lend so that. a hand. So he was
1: blue with Michael Ferrito on the wing at now Marvel. No,
4: no, it was uh, Scott Thompson. Uh, Scott Thompson. Yeah. And he, you ran he bumped over. him over when he's
1: doing his shoelace up. Yeah. And Ferrito ragdolled you when you ran over there. Well, that's not entirely correct. Well, there's a lot I of vision that suggests that's what happened.
4: I had the upper hand at one stage, and then he had two or three teammates came in to assist him. Mm hmm. And uh yeah, I ended up with uh ended up with uh Michael Ferrito's burrito, I think, between my uh <laughs> between my eyes at one stage.
1: Uh there we go. Pick are oh, you joke, pick forty seven was it? It was one off. Oh, close. There you go. Bulldogs got in for pick forty seven.
4: That was after this
1: Rent Snaker incident. And it? they led that led into your greatest achievement as a footballer, of course, when you won the preseason. Oh yeah, the big what was one. it
4: called? The uh wasn't the the cup, wizard, was it wasn't the wizard. Been been sh- the wasn't the wizard, it'd been the nab cup by then. Yeah, right, it could yeah. have been the Nab Cup. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I did a, a function with Dermot Brereton on grand final mm-hmm. day, which is always tough when I'm standing <laughs> yeah. there with Dermot. And- <laughs> five day, five night, yeah. and
1: Adam Cooney, one night. No
4: day, one night. <laughs> I made them reintroduce me. Why is Dermot is the only man in VFL AFL history that gets introduced? With his night premierships yeah. on his CV.
1: Well, there was a lot more prestige uh, yeah, around no, no. the That's night that. That's what he said. That. He well, said they actually meant something back then, son. To, to be fair. And, said, sorry, now, Mr. Burton. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you won the whatever it was called, the NAB Cup. The NAB Cup, the big one. On a one. Saturday night or a Saturday. Maybe Friday night. Twilight. No, it was a Saturday, yeah. Twilight. Uh, you beat the Saints fairly comfortably. Yep. And you went from Marvel Stadium, which wouldn't have been called Marvel at the time, would have been... Could Telstra? Have been, could have been or Colonial or, or whatever oh, it would I was have been. In colonial. Or Eddie Had, It might have been head. Eddie Had. Not that old. You went from there to the Eve nightclub in Southbank. Yep, took the cup. And you spent four days celebrating <laughs> with the cup and then the pies pants you in round one a week later.
4: We took the cup and the Saints players were there and we were drinking out of it, mocking them. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, Barry, a, Barry had his two medals on, <laughs> the best on ground for the... <laughs> he kicked seven, didn't he? I think seven, he kicked six or seven. His medals were clunking together at ease.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, that's a plus for Host Plus, as was Jack Bowes, the Geelong Football Club, who yesterday he chose to go to the Cats for Host Plus, an industry super funder for all Australians run, only to benefit its members. Suits so compare Host Plus today. Now, a lot of text messages coming through on zero four one nine one eight seven three two three. I... um. A lot of people saying, oh, you know, Jack Bowes, well, you know, why, why did I get pick seven as well if they're not paying the salary? Jack Bowes is getting the money that is owed to him. I think it's, it's reported to be about $1.5 The Suns want that off their, off their books. They've deferred it long enough. They believe there's players that have gone past him. So they want it off. The... Jack Bowes is not getting screwed on money. Now, he's not getting at 850000 next year, which is what he may have thought he was going to get or at least may have been promised to him. He is getting the money, and that's why the Gold Coast Suns have had to do this because they've got a plethora of talented youngsters, and they're like, well, the only way probably at this cash that Jack Bowes can find another club is to attach a very tasty incentive to it. So for the people texting and saying, oh, well, you know, the, the cats don't get it. The, the Cats are still paying the cash. It's just a little different. Then giving him all the cash next year or the year after, which the Gold Coast Suns weren't prepared to extend, because they believe they've got other players there. They're still going to have to pay Jack Bowes
4: a fair clip in those other two mm. years, because it's a, if they want to spread it out and let's say it's they they want to tack two hundred and fifty grand on the last two years mm. of that deal to take five hundred off, then they're still probably going to have to pay him yep. five hundred grand in those last two years. To satisfy him, because then he's effectively playing for free in the last couple of If they say, well, we'll give you 700 in the, in the next two years, mm-hmm. so 350, but we've got to take that and add that on to your last two years. Yep. He's playing for 100 grand each year.
1: Yeah. So, and he's
4: already been undercut by the Suns in his first two well, years of his uh, contract. So
1: legitimately, if it's 1.5 and then they extend him for another two at 450 a year, right, which ends up at, at, at 2.4, yep. that's 600 a year. Right, And and keeping in mind that the CBA is probably going to head up a little bit. The broadcast deal kicks in in a couple of years. So I think the salary cap will rise. So I think the cats will go, you know, I'm not 100% across all of this and I'm no financial wizard, but they might say, look, you know what, we'll, just, we'll spread it over 600 a year. I, I don't think that he would agree to 200 in the first year and back end the deal because he's kind of had his other thing front ended and he's still – you know, he, he deserves to make some type of cash owed to him at some yeah. point, as you said. So, But I think if it's 600 a year, I think the Cats would be able to find a way to get that done. Yeah, and that's probably going
4: to satisfy him enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be still a bit upset about it, I think, you know, given that he was going to of course. be banking on getting Absolutely. this big chunk in the next couple yeah. of years. But um, still enough to pay the bills.
1: But so off the text, it says, but why are Geelong allowed to smooth it out? That's pretty much tampering with pick seven involved. No, it's not. The Gold Coast Suns, I'd assume... Could have soothed that out, but they've already soothed it out long enough where they don't believe Jack Bowes is a player that is worth the investment that they had already committed to. Yeah. So it's not tampering at all. It's just essentially... But then it said people are saying it's not right. Cats can smooth why? Well, why let the, you can't why? let the Gold
4: Coast Suns do that to his no. contract in the first place? They should. If if you're going to have, say that the Cats are, are tampering with that, then you should. We should, as an industry, hold Gold Coast accountable for the last two years exactly. of his deal and, ha- and force him to pay that Absolutely. because that's what they owe him mm-hmm. over that spread. Yeah. So the 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 Suns have spread it and they've decided. Well, hang on, we don't want to spread it anymore. So the cats are going to come in and fix the problem that the Gold Coast Suns yeah. created themselves, and work it out the best way that they can for mm. their club. So, if you you can't say that the cats are smoothing it out and that's no. tampering, but when the Suns have got themselves into the mess in the first place, exactly.
1: I, I, yeah, obviously, I'm not sure if it's a Gold Coast fan who continues to text in, but that's that's the way it is. And by able to and like Jack Bowes is a, was he picked nine or ten? I think he might have been picked ten. 10. Yeah. So he's a first-round pick. He's played some good footy. He's been in a team that has, has, unfortunately, struggled since every draft pick to the Gold Coast Suns has been there. There you go, pick 10 in maybe 2016 or, or 17. So he's played some good footy. He, we know he's talented. He now has an opportunity to go to Geelong and try and break into what is a very, very good team. A very quick break. Wherever you might be, we want to hear from you. one 300 one 300 Forty-eight. Very, very quick break on the other side of it. Plenty more for Host Plus. A big second hour of a trade Mornings. Adam Kearney and Cam Luke ahead of us. We do it all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. All right. We, we, we talked a lot of Jack Bowes. I just want to wrap this up because, as people have pointed out, I'm no good it. at maths. Yes. Mm. Oh, no. This is what it says. He's not getting the money. This is off the text. As over four years, Essendon could have paid current two years, which is owed around 1.5 million, and then paid 500k in years three and four. So he's losing 300k. Okay. Quick maths, lads. I just want to explain this, okay? 1.5 million is owed to him for Mm -hmm. two years. That could get sued out over four, but the cats aren't giving him 1.5 for four. They might give him, say, 2.4 or 2.5, okay? And I also want to point this out. Jack Bowes made the decision after discussing this with every club. So if he makes a decision, if in fact Essendon could have paid him to 1.5 in the first two years, which he'd probably expect is possible, the very fact is financially it made more sense for him as a footballer to choose the Geelong Football Club. And if he has chosen something else other than financial, he's losing money on his own decision which I don't believe to be the well, case. Well, yeah, well, if
4: Essendon were going to pay him
1: more, then he could have chosen to go there and a- taken a- that money. Absolutely. This was Jack Bowes' decision, right? So the 1.5 owed for him in two years, I'm sure there was a club that could have paid him that. And Essendon, as people are pointing out off the text, are probably one of those clubs. St Kilda maybe another one, considering they had that money stored away for Dugowie. But he has chosen for whatever He's not getting 1.5 over a four-year deal to Cats. No. Because his decision, then he is playing for free. People, as pointed out, you know what? I am no good at maths, so at least I got that part right. Let's get to uh, let's get to Drew and Mandra first on one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Drew, good morning to you. Hey lads, how you going? Good buddy. Good Drew. Mate, I'm uh,
0: I'm actually a Port Adelaide supporter. Pretty excited about the JHS uh, thing deal that's uh, imminent, and it's going to be a a uh, ten plus year at least player for Port Adelaide. But look at the Jack Bowes thing, people are going on about, you know, oh, Richmond can't do this and can't do that. Gold Coast need to take some responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can name three or four trades off the top of my head that who, who's making these decisions. Like, you've got the, the Weller uh, deal for pick two for that Freo picked up with Brayshaw. <laughs> you've got the, uh, the, the Rory Atkins deal, which I don't know why they even picked up Rory Atkins in the first place. Um, you've got this, this Jack Bowes one. Um, and what's the other one off the top of my head? I can't, I can't remember. But who, who at Gold Coast are making these stupid, stupid decisions? That's just putting the league and and Gold Coast behind every other team by five years. I just don't understand.
4: Yeah. So, well, I think at that stage with the Lockie Weller situation, the Suns were in a desperate state they were and they would have taken anyone that wanted to go to their club and they saw this guy who they knew uh, was from the goldie and and was going to go home so they thought well this is a it's a safe it's a safe one we could pick up uh, someone at pick two and then um in three years time they leave the footy club this guy wants to come home we see him um As a potential ten-year player at our club, we know that he's not going to leave due to homesickness. So I think they were in such a desperate need um, to get and recruit players that they just um, took that pick and 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 Frio ran with it. Now they've got a
1: and uh, and, and to be fair, that to be fair, that is also a little bit where it comes to with the the Jack Bow situation, okay? Because they have overpaid him and they've deferred and deferred and deferred, but it's an ongoing conversation. We've seen players who have left these expansion clubs. Prestier, Lynch, I'll just name two, Jeremy Cameron, another one at the other, at the Giants. Like the fact is that they have had to deal with certain things as, as great as the concessions and the Giants got more than the Suns, as we know, but as great as the concessions were in the way the list was proposed to be built, it also came with a fair bit of uncertainty around some of these talented players who wanted to put their hand up and leave. Now, Jack Bow's situation sucks. Weller and Brayshaw, it sucks how the way it's played out in hindsight. But I, I think if you sit here today, the Giants came oh so close to winning a premiership and the Suns are probably the most optimistic. You can probably be about the Gold Coast Suns as we sit here in the offseason, even though we're talking about them and the Bow situation being one that, that hasn't worked out. So they, they have got like a lot of non-traditional football geographical locations, they have got the issues with players who want to go home or go into a more f- greater football bubble. So there's also that, to, and you, you alluded to it. So that's, it sucks. There's bad decisions in every football club and it gets exaggerated, I suppose, when you're the Gold Coast Suns and you haven't been to a finals period yet in your in your short history.
4: Yeah. but I think that where they're positioned now, the Gold Coast Suns, they're aiming for finals next year. They, they should, should be. They should
1: get there. Ben
4: King back into the mix in that forward line. Um. Yeah, things are looking positive for the Gold Coast Suns. If, if pick two, if they'd picked two hypothetically this year, mm-hmm. and Lockie Weller was at Fremantle, he said, oh, "I want to, I want to come to the Gold Coast Suns." They say, "No way, <laughs> we're keeping this pick two. We're in a stable position." So times the the poles apart in terms of where the Gold Coast Suns sit now to when they did that Lockie Weller trade.
1: A- agreed. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Let's get to a Callum who's in Perth. Hello to you. Hey fellas, how are you? Good mate, far away. Thanks for holding too. All
0: uh, right, I've got um, a couple of questions. Um, firstly, I'm an Eagles fan, and um, I'm a little bit disappointed, sort of, with the lack of activity, I guess, in this trade period, which is going on with them. I know we got Jaden Hunt, but um, is there any more trades or anything that you guys have heard about? Sort of the Eagles doing a bit more within the period.
4: Well, we want we want Luke Jackson to go to the Eagles. <laughs> Count. We want them to wow. split that pick two only. So you're right, and we we want, <laughs> we desperately want to get Luke Jackson there. Uh, I, well, uh, we the conversation around the pick two has changed significantly over the last sort of twelve to twenty four hours. So that's a a good sign, Callum, that they're, they're looking to do something with that to maybe um, try and get a player like Luke Jackson and steal him away from Fremantle. So, uh, yeah, the Jaden Hunt as a free agent. Yep. Um, Draft picks are two and twenty at the minute, and there's not a lot of joy on the horizon for the Eagles. No,
1: Junior Rioli on the way out, so you'd think obviously Callum, there's going to be a uh, you know toing and froing there. There's the three that's not going to club trade. No, on the way out, but that, that that that'll be the that's where their movement is probably going to do when it comes to trying to posture up for their draft hand in the next couple of years. They they would be salary cap wise that have to be interesting to see because a lot of it is is tied up in in, I think five or six might be seven players I think Kane Corns mentioned it this morning but those really elite footballers who are probably majority of them past their best do hold a lot of that salary cap Taking as up well. Nine hundred to a million, yeah. Bucks a year so age. and look to, again when they signed all these deals, no one really bat an eyelid, mainly because they were some of them were the best players in the game, yep. and they either won a premiership or were leading in the winning a premiership. And the premiership adds currency and value to all these players. So again, hindsight it's good to be able to go back and go, well, hang on a second, this is this is silly. It's like, well, they won a flag four years ago and. They've been right there as one of the top teams in the league uh, outside the last 12 months. Callum, one more question for us, have you?
0: Yeah, I just also want to talk about, um, considering like the, the father-son, Nick Dakos was obviously amazing this year. And um, Willie Ashcroft looks like he's going to be amazing as well. Do we need to maybe look at getting rid of the father-son, considering that North Melbourne are probably going to miss out on uh, two generational talents and two players which could, really probably be amazing for them if, if they played for them.
4: I think their father-son rule is one of the, the greatest things about the mm. AFL. It's just happened that um, there's been some elite father-sons that have come through and been real high top-end talent in the last three years. Yeah. And also an academy kid yeah. in Jamar yugo that the dogs um, pick up after finishing
1: <laughs> good, really Very well. High, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. There is no doubt that it's it's there's there's not a great deal of romance left in professional sport and understandably so, but the fact is it is i I think the clubs are better now with and you are in this situation with your son at the football club now as a father son uh and the academy like that didn't exist ten fifteen years ago. Clubs are a lot better at recognizing early if the kids got any any talent at all and put him into a program and then be able to boost that development, which wasn't around in the early 1990s. So it has to stay. Does it get tinkered with going forward? Maybe slightly with how they actually picked them up. But I think the point system, by and large, works fairly well. Yeah, I th- I think it does. And the
4: romance of it, I, th- I think, is is incredible. Uh Yeah, they get them in early. Uh, the academy's starting out sort of 12, 13 mm. years of age because of COVID. Um, it's put um, that on the back burner, obviously. So there's been a, a couple of years where the kids haven't gone to that the, those academies. But uh, ramping up again, now, um, and they do it brilliantly well. They check in with all the players from sort of 13 or 14 and work out their goals and get weights programs and strength programs for them. Um, they have We had a carnival. Uh, the Bulldogs
1: played against... We? I see. You're, you're I back at the play. Bulldog. No, but you're back at the Bulldogs. I just wanted to, to sort <laughs> Wee,
4: of... Yeah, we? Well, okay. My young fella is yeah. um, in, the, in, in the Dogs Academy at the moment. They played against uh, the Cats, Carlton, uh, Essendon, um, in a sort of round-robin tournament, which was great. To watch and now, um, is that, is that, he's run around with Westy's young fella, is that, Darcy's fella, Leon Cameron. Is it all, all father-son no, it, father's or, it's or the is the Academy? Academy. Academy and father-son. Father's son. So yeah. just go in, the players are? Uh, well, there was uh, uh, Westy's young fella. Yes. Uh, Darcy's young fella, mm-hmm. Leon Cameron, Matty Robbins. Ooh, who else was there? I think I was there. There was a couple. Brian Lake. Five, uh, he didn't. He, young fella didn't go. He's not there.
1: Okay. No, he's the but he's around as, that same age, isn't he? son though. All right, there you go. So, they look, it, it is worth a question because Dacos in the Ashcroft and situation about these father-sons, they, there is no doubt the way clubs do it better, but I also think it is the last of the uh, the romantic things that happen yeah, in the AFL. I think we have to keep it. Are uh, you listening to AFL uh, Trade Radio? Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. A very quick break. Plenty more on Trade Mornings. St- <laughs> A trade
3: news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up.
1: Well, thanks to Beaumont Tiles, time to have a look at a little little bit of the news as we look at it. Collingwood is attempting to juggle later draft picks to find the future third rounder, which uh, they need to get Billy Frampton to the club as a backup defender. Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton. Collingwood, very active, aren't they? Yes, they they are. They currently have 50 and 51. They're attempting to rejig its draft order to secure uh, the future third rounder they want. Uh, Adelaide is after to release Billy Frampton, of course. Power, Crows, and now maybe... The Pies. Danny Daly had a great chat this morning with the early trade crew. You can podcast it via our trade radio podcast feeds. But he did say that Rhys Matheson is open to being traded this offseason. Mitch Cleary had the news last night at Channel 7. The 25-year-old, he played 72 games, or has played 72 games for the Lions, but has failed in any of the seven years at the club to play more than 15 in a year. And this year, right on the cusp, on the periphery, the barometer, barometer. wasn't. Top five barometers well. in the AFL. Is he? No, I'm saying who are. Is Tom Papley, number one. Close to it. Libba, two. Two. Who else is a barometer? I reckon Jeremy Cameron might be oh, a barometer because oh. when he rips a game apart, you're along a pretty good. Maybe we'll do top five barometers next
4: week.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. I'll hold that. Done. Hey Tyler's. Need stock fast. Beaumontales are ready to help with over one hundred and fifteen outlets. Stocked up, mega trade not far away. The best twenty-two at the Western Bulldogs. This mega. Why don't you just go with what you floated before the show? Why are you becoming scared to include Nat Fife in a mega because mega trade? Because
4: what scarec of credibility that I had will erode and evaporate. You know what you need to do. It's
1: actually if you the more no, you think no. about it. Well, if you if you if you can talk yourself into it, you go with it. <laughs> But I'll give you a couple more minutes first. I'll
4: go with it if we don't put it on the socials. You <laughs> need to be like Matt Rendell. No social media for Matt Rendell and it
1: works a treat. He's got
4: no idea about the, <laughs> any of the criticism that oh, he Oh, doesn't receives, get much. So People yeah. love him. Uh, and Dion, the positivity, I mean.
1: Dion in Drysdale joins us. You can get involved. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Dion, hello to you. Yeah,
5: g'day, guys. Just on a couple of notes. I'm a North Melbourne supporter, so... Um, I've ridden some emotions in the last few <laughs> weeks but but that's all good. I start seeing this uh number two pick um floated around now on the media and all that sort of stuff and I had a bit of a closer look at it and actually probably doesn't it probably makes sense for West Coast. Everyone's saying West Coast will lose, but I think the top Western Australian talents that, that are in the draft, so the um the Jeds and the and the Hewitts and that are projected to be sort of somewhere between eight and twelve um, anyway, so if they were to sort of change their tactic, look, this is all a bit risky at the moment. Like, let's take the best Western Australian. Next year, they'll get the they'll have the two first rounds. They'll finish bottom four, and you know um, Port Adelaide will sort of finish between six and twelve. That it actually probably does make a little bit of sense for them. It probably just needs a sweetener
1: the The only thing and the mega trade which uh, Adams again cooking out might include this, like it did yesterday. the The only thing I would say to that, Dion, is that, and again, I'm no draft expert. A little bit later in the day, Kel Toomey, Riley Beveridge, these guys you watch a hell of a lot of under-18 football can give their opinion on it as well. But the idea is, Adam, we keep getting told the first four or five on the back of Ashcroft, of course, who is is not available in the in the general pool. Uh, the first four or five is really elite, then it drops away a little bit. So they're kind of just, I get the West Australian thing and I get the idea behind it, but I think you just go and get the best player when there seems to be a noticeable drop from the first, you know, four or five, which they then drop out of, that's a pretty big risk, even though you are maybe more confident of the guy staying long-term due to where he grew up. But that's the concern I've got with that.
4: Yeah, I don't necessarily agree one hundred percent of that because mm-hmm. the because of what has happened with g w s and it's a lesser to a lesser extent sometimes with with west coast and and Fremantle um i know the, the, look at the Cherris situation yep. as an example what was he pick five and they knew in the back of their minds that he would possibly want to go home mm-hmm. at some stage would back themselves in and after four or five years inevitably the the trade comes up so if you could split pick two and get two picks in the top ten, uh, one for this year and say one for for next year, you get a Western Australian product. It's just again, it's one less headache you yeah, have I know, to worry but, about five years down the track. But
1: legitimately, how many like all right, Chris Judd? Okay, so obviously you know one of the best players we've seen in the last twenty years. But, but ha- you don't want a top five pick but, going after four or five years. Yeah, you don't know, even but, want that hanging ha- over your head. But how many times has it happened to the West Coast Eagles? Like legitimately. And I know there's a lot of West Australians in which they draft, so they occasionally have. But I think you go, you go and get the best kid at whatever position you are in. Now, I'm not saying don't split pick two because it might work for the football club. Going, like, I'm not suggesting it's going to be the worst thing they've done, but it's also like I don't think you you move certain things around just to get a, a player from your particular state. It doesn't happen a great deal to West West Australians. They they do really good job. They're in an interesting spot. I, I and honestly, how often does it happen? Like from the creme de la creme, massively high draft picks, in particular in the first, you know, the Horn, Francis and Boyd. Now we've got Rankin, who's in about year four or five. Like it does happen. I get it. Yeah. But it's not like these kids are walking out on clubs year in, year out after only 12 months in the system. And the West Coast Eagles have, have got a pretty good record of being able to keep players happy.
4: Yeah, I uh, but I agree. But if they if west if the West Coast Eagles are saying, well, we could get two players for the price of one, mm. and at least one of them is going to be a Western Australian, which we identify as a top ten pick, then you could turn one great player into two yeah. r- special players, mm-hmm. and one that you don't have to worry about at the mm. very least. And maybe next year, if you've got a um, a pick in the top, say four or five, that's been turned into the, the trade from this year with the future first, then if there's
1: another Western Australian kid who's in the top four or five, then you've done really well out of it. Yeah, I, I agreed. But I guess I don't think clubs – I'm sure it's in the back of their mind. But like, look at North Melbourne, all right? Clubs threw everything at North Melbourne last year, in particular Adelaide. Uh, we're talking South Australian team. Port Adelaide just sat back and goes, you know, what? Well, we're probably going to have a decent crack at we'll him wait at some point. <laughs> yeah, you know. But the fact is, North Melbourne – and they don't want to lose Jason Horn – but they're on the cusp of having picks one and two in this year's draft. Now, it's got a little bit of uniqueness around it because Ashcroft isn't there. But I, I look, back of mind, slight small conversation. If there's a very, very small discrepancy between two footballers, it, it might play into it. But the difference between, say, pick two and, say, pick eight or nine in this particular draft, I'm not certain how much the go-home factor comes up. Yeah.
4: Well, and you hope not. But, mm. um, yeah, John just saying what about Chera who left Freo last year? I mean, that's yeah, that's that's one example of uh, players around that sort of mark that you just hope that they settle into that yeah. lifestyle and, I, and play for 10 years. I mean, it's only one example. Yeah, You're I'm not right. saying it, it, it happens. I'm not West saying Coast... it
1: doesn't happen. I'm simply saying I don't think it happens – as much as people, a uh, club should be going, well, you know, let's trade down a little bit yeah. because we can get a West Australian and he might be okay and he won't go compared to this kid who we know can be really good. Yeah. They do prefer to, to take players from the West, the, the
4: Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think Freo are more inclined to yeah. to take a bit of a punt on Victorians, but well, the West Coast do
1: like to draft their own. But it's been a little bit easier if for the West can. Coast Eagles because they've been damn good for a long period of time. Okay. now yeah, I They've know always they, been the club of e- choice. Exactly. When they, when they bottomed out as well, and they, they got that high draft pick, which I think might have been Luke Shuey. Was it, was it Shuey? I think it might have been in that sort of 2010, 2011, 2010 draft where they didn't make a prelim the year later. You know, they, they got Nick Nat. They went with Nick Nat when Jack Watts was taken off the table. So they they kind of in that situation. So Andrew Gaff day. was another high pick, but where's Andrew Gaff playing next year? The West Coast Eagles. Yep. they've they've done a really good job being able to hold on to their guys. Uh, Justin's in Melrose Park. Justin, fire away, mate.
5: you, boys, uh, just ringing up to have a, uh, get your thoughts on David King's um, idea of hanging on to Jason or Francis this year, and then letting the power and the Crows fight it out. So you got two teams uh, to uh, to grab picks from next year, and also look at maybe um, taking into account that. You can keep him after a year under under the current
4: system. I don't think it's the the worst idea at all to hold on to Jason Horn Francis. And we've spoken about this earlier in the week, uh, Cam. That yes, all we hear about from people who know him, people who have dealt with him, and teammates of him is how highly competitive, highly driven, uh, how much he wants to succeed. Well, if he's got those attributes and he's got those traits, then if a trade can't be sorted out this year and North Melbourne can't get maximum value. And I'm talking like it's going to be less than what we're offered before, what was offered from the LA crows before mm-hmm. he was actually drafted, but somewhere around that mark. And if, if if it doesn't satisfy North Melbourne, then They have to back in the kid's character. They've got to back in how competitive he is and how ruthless and driven he is to succeed. And we didn't see it in the first year. I think North Melbourne need to back in that they're going to get the best out of him and, and he will compete like everyone says he does and become a great player in his second year and do everything he can to help North Melbourne succeed. And then at the end, when he's out of contract, then look to go back home or the flip side of that, if everything works out well, North Melbourne win a few games and and he settles into their lifestyle in Melbourne and is a lot happier after two years.
1: one 300 40. Just off the text, Freo lost no one between 2010 and 2016 from a Dockers fan. Uh, see Judd coming through. Look, fine. Oh, grand. And I, I mentioned Chris Judd. He also won a Brownlow medal and a premiership at the football club in the time he was at the West Coast Eagles. And then on the back of it, they were then able to turn that into Josh Kennedy. So, it like, right, he wanted to leave. You know, most recent players. Reckon, well, I'm not getting John into that again. Enemy. Here we go. Most recent players to leave Fremantle, not from WA. Neil, well, he's a South Australian who went to Brisbane, <laughs> so the go home factor wasn't there. Chera, I'll grant. Langdon I'll grant. And Weller, uh, well, he's from Tasmania originally, and then there was the his brother was getting recruited to play for the Suns at the same time. So there's a little bit of that, but I, look, I'm just not. I'm I'm sure it's a conversation. I just don't think it's the – I don't want to use the word pandemic or epidemic, (laughs) but uh, I just don't think it's as bad as everyone seems to continue to make out, although it can be frustrating for the non-Victorian teams where a major pool of those young superstars come from. For Host Plus, it's trade mornings. We'll get to a break. Plenty more on the other side of this.
3: Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, and Toyota, Toyota Certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. The Early Trade Recap for Toyota, Toyota Certified vehicles carry a 90 point inspection and 12 months free roadside assist, search Toyota Certified.
1: Early trade recap time, Matthew Lloyd, Kane Corns rips it apart from 7am every morning on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio, so uh, make sure you get out of bed and listen as the two legends of the AFL go head to head, and this morning, they had this to say, Stephen Silvani continues to push Paddy Dow, we talk about him as an AFL listed players, but Kane Corns had this to say about him.
4: I think it's spin. I don't think Paddy Dow's is an AFL player. I'm, I'm calling that one out. Five seasons into his AFL career, I know he's a high draft pick. If you cannot get a game and you're only playing four games in your fifth season of football and they really struggle to find a home for you wherever that is in the midfield, I don't think he's good enough. So I
1: think that's spin. There we go. Spin from Cane Corns around Dow This morning on the early trade, all thanks to Toyota Certified Vehicles. They carry a full service history and an extra one-year warranty. Search Toyota Certified. All right. We've pushed the mega trade back to the last seg so the text machine doesn't go into meltdown and Adam gets scared. So we'll get to that in around five or six minutes' time. But firstly, your best 22 from the Western Bulldogs, we spoke a lot yesterday around Rory Lobb, how it all sits if he ends up at the club. Liam Jones confirmed that they all play in the best twenty-two or twenty-three. So the challenge was put to you. Take it away. I'm squeezing them all in
4: to start with uh, back pocket. Sam Darcy, Liam Jones, Eduardo Richards, uh, half back flank. Eduardo Richards, Bailey Dale, Ryan Gardner, Caleb Daniel, uh, Baslenka on the wing. Liber in the guts. I've pushed Jack McRae out onto the wing, which I think is his natural position. Ugle Hagen as my floating half forward flanker. Mm. Rory Lob at centre half forward. JJ on the other flank. Cody Waitman, Aaron Norton, Riley West. Followers: Tim English, Marcus Bontempelli, and Adam Trelaw. In the midfield, the interchange is Mark Latham, Vandermeer, Bailey Williams, Toby McLean,
1: and. Josh Bruce, I've got him in. So you've got them all in. I've got them all in. (laughs) So you think having all those tall players in the team means they can contend for a premiership? Yes, I think so. Okay, so no Keith? Uh, Keith is uh, an
4: an unlucky... So Liam Jones comes in for Keith? Liam Jones for Keith. But look, I I, I could quite easily back in Alex Keith over Ryan Gardner Mm. as well. I, I would be okay with that if he got a game... Over Gardner, understand what happened in terms of form the back end of the year, but I still think he's a, a pretty good player. Uh, Mitch Wallace, uh, I, had, I left Lockie Hunter out because I don't think he'll be there. Think a fresh start's next start year. is best for Lockie Hunter? I'd like to see him get a fresh start and start enjoying his footy again. Uh, Taylor Jarey, O'Brien, uh, Anthony Scott, McNeil, McComb, and Rourke Smith are the other ones who I couldn't find a spot in the twenty-two four.
1: Okay, well, Rory Lobb, I firmly believe that Fremantle should hold on to him, have a crack at that flag, but I think he'll end up at the Western Bulldogs. I think there is some posturing. Well, there is certainly posturing going on, so we'll see how that plays out. So, if you look in at the it, next six days, Hugh um, Hagen is the. I'd like to see him as a
4: hybrid, so mm-hmm. play a bit higher up the ground. I think Lobb and, and Norton could work really well in tandem together. And then you've got some pressure players in the forward line with JJ Waitman and West who can also kick goals. Um, the midfield, I think, is, is very good. I think Liber can play more time through the middle of the ground. Bailey Williams can play a multitude of positions. He can go through as another midfield rotation if you want Absolutely. on a wing or he can go back. Uh, McLean, uh, well, they obviously rate him because they picked him uh, in that final after yep. coming back he looked on right. the knee. Uh, and, and Vandermeer, they also like. so, And and I think Bruce can just be a, a, another forward rotation for them.
1: It's a really big year for the Western Bulldogs, a team that went to a grand final last year, which hasn't happened a great deal, as we know, since 1961. Luke Beveridge is out of contract. We know how talented they are, and they are absolutely just topping up to have a crack at a premiership, and so well they should. The very fact is that they have gone out and got Liam Jones back. (laughs) They let him go. They thought, here we go. Then he turns into a very good defender, and then he's come back to shore up the defensive stock, which at different times has, has had its issues. Zane Cordy on the way out, premiership player from 2016. They bring Rory Lobb in. They've got the developing Eugle Hagen, the developing Darcy, even the developing Tim English. Now, sometimes there's some bad luck attached at the highest level, but Tim English's start to the year before he got concussed was of a very, very high standard. So he's only getting better as well. So not dissimilar to what I said about Rowan Marshall yesterday, that if he goes – if he goes to that next level and Max King goes to that next level, it makes St. Kilda even more dangerous. Same could be said about the Western Bulldogs. Do they go into the season with Luke Beveridge on the last year of his deal or do you think they re-sign him prior to the opening bounce?
4: I think they waited out. Yep. And because they're, uh, he's... What he's been able to do, and you said that after they won the flag, that he can coach for as long wow. as he wants. I don't think if you, he, actually, if you he said break, the, you said you'd be able to coach for the gap between premierships. Yeah, wow.
1: There was a little is your leeway. Cheek. That's what I you said. So fifty-four so to twenty-sixteen. I, I give. I give. My rule is I give one year leeway without a major, huge criticism for every decade the drought has, has <laughs> yeah. been up. So, so Simon Goodwin, what was it? you know, pretty much 57-odd years. So he gets five years leeway without criticism. On Bevos is up, you reckon. six years, but he got him back. So I think that – but I think it's actually kind of worked a little bit where they made that grand final last year. But the, I'm not saying the questions are there because I think Luke Beveridge is the right man for the, the job. Yeah. I just think that any team that goes in to a season with high standards expected and they don't reach those standards and then the coach goes in without a contract – After 2023, I think there'll definitely be question marks.
4: Yeah, uh, and I think his creativity, his high level of creativity is sometimes his Achilles' heel Mm -hmm. because it doesn't leave, and we spoke about this yesterday, it doesn't leave the lineup settled it's it's flicking and and swapping and changing and magnets go here there and everywhere and and then players become out of form and low in confidence because they don't feel like they've locked down a position because they're moving around all the time understand that you need to be versatile to play AFL footy but there, he has changed and flicked so much around over the last few years as coach i think if they can get this lineup settled and it looks real it's a it's a really strong 22 on paper with a few guys um, waiting in the wings as well that could easily step up. So it's a good 22. It's a a list and a team that can get them right back into, I shouldn't say top four because they don't make the top four. Never. But they should be aiming to have a settled lineup to make the four next year and, and have another go at it.
1: Like the small fleet forward, Vandermeer as well, says John. Loved the 22. Darcy down back for sure. He, of course, played down back when he debuted. He went forward and was really good against Hawthorne in round 23. Does Lockie Hunter move on? Touched on that a little bit. If the dogs get lobbed, they win the trade period. They had one too many mids playing anyway, says John. Of course, Dunkley, keeping in mind Josh Dunkley, their best and fairest winner, is on the way to to Brisbane. But Adam spoke about that yesterday for Host Plus it's trade mornings and Host Plus an industry super fund for all Australians and for Toyota Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own now Are you ready well, you got to be ready we're going to We've got it, one signal left <laughs> and the Mega Trade is next
3: The Mega Trade for Continental tires trade up to Continental tires engineered in Germany proven in Australia search Continental tires today
1: all right, here we go. After yesterday's mega trade really made news. A lot of the Eagles fans said not a chance in how would they split pick two. All of a sudden they're a little more open to it, is what the news reports were yesterday. And I want this on the record that your mega trade involved a two time Brownlow medalist of which you have cowardly relented. <laughs> in the last 45 or so minutes, and to be fair, I think it was the right decision.
4: All right, do you want to talk about the hypothetical
1: one? No, or... I don't think you should at all, all right. even float the hypothetical one. Okay, we'll leave uh, that alone. <coughs> no, five. <coughs> where <laughs> are, we? <laughs> uh, where are, we? are we? This today's mega, mega trade, and there is a lot of writing on that paper, so take it away. Right, West Coast is splitting the pick again. They're oh. going to give up their pick two for Port Adelaide's
4: pick eight and a future first. Okay. Right. so then the Port are going to hand that pick two. A future second rounder, and yeah. they're going to throw up Xavier Dersma to North Melbourne in exchange for Jason Horn Francis. Is that enough?
1: Well, Dersma is an interesting I, I
4: like left
1: of centre. I like Dursma as well, but they yeah. are. It is Horn Francis. Okay. Injured this year. Yeah. Didn't get. To the
4: level that he has fresh start expected, um, and, but okay. I think in the first couple of years he looked a star. Okay, yeah. So North get uh, North give them Jason North Francis. Then the Eagles are going to use that pick eight and the future first they got from Port Adelaide to acquire Luke Jackson. He's still
1: on this. <laughs> He's got to go. He's got to go to the Eagles. Come free, on, Fremantle fans. Are Come on, Now he still hasn't ruled it out. He's still saying Western Australia. Although he toured Fremantle <laughs> yesterday. And, of course, it is Luke Jackson. So the Eagles, if it did bob up that he was half keen, I think it would maybe ramp up, although it does. I'm giving it 98% to Fremantle right, right now. So Port Adelaide. Like you're like a dog on a bone.
4: Port, oh, I forgot um, mm-hmm. Junior Rioli in there as well. Yeah. So throw him into the mix, too.
1: Yeah, so Junior Rioli is, is going to Port Adelaide. <laughs> yes. So Port Adelaide get Horn Francis and Junior Rioli. Uh, here we go. For the fu- that's for the future second. Future second. In there. Okay. Yep. There you go. That's 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 it. That's it done. So I'll be
4: up on the socials. So I'll, I'll recap. Go Port again. Adelaide get Jason Horn, Francis, and Rioli. Mm-hmm. They give up Dersma, pick eight, future first, and future second. North receive Dursma, uh, pick two, and Port Adelaide's future second. West Coast get their man Luke Jackson. Give up pick two and Rioli. D's get pick eight, future first from Port in exchange for Luke Jackson.
1: I, I still think North would be like, that's not enough. And I like Xavier Dursma. I really like him, but pick two. And then, keeping in mind, Horn Francis is under contract, so maybe that plays into it a little bit because they might lose a slight bit of leverage next year. I'm
4: just trying to work away through this uh, situation and trying to get everyone to get involved. And we're just trying to facilitate yeah. you know, some thinking.
1: Do you ever. Worked yesterday. Do you ever lay awake at night wondering why you came up with a mega trade idea that you did a couple of trade <laughs> yeah. periods ago? Oh, it hurts me.
4: It, it's, it actually it, it physically is taxing to try and do it every day.
1: And then the abuse for the next 18 hours really hurts. It Only for stop. it to start again when Only you put to go different again. names up there. I'm glad you're not putting Jack Graham back in there, though, because that was a real bad error. Jack and we're Graham out of Walt here. Tomorrow. Sarah. Josh, there up next. All thanks to Host Plus and Toyota. See ya.